What is up, everybody? This is AJ Johnson, and this is the premiere episode of Dad Travel. So what is Dad Travel? Well, Dad Travel is my new podcast where I'm really going to focus on family travel. And I'm not talking about luxury travel, taking some some expensive cruise ship over a five-week vacation all throughout the world or um, staying at some, you know, five star plus hotel in London, you know, for, for, you know, 10 to 14 days. This is going to be focusing mainly on the everyday family, um, where they want to go, what they want to do, and maybe give them some tips on things and, and places that they may not have known about previously. Um, so within this podcast, I'll be talking about stuff ranging from, um, my favorite places to places I want to go to, um, favorite family experiences, travel gear, um, you know, what to look out for when in certain cities, you know, and and all these other uh, possibilities of of topics that I have in mind. Um, So I'm looking forward to sharing this with y'all over the next, you know, however many episodes I'm I'm allowed to do this. Um, But a little bit about me. Currently, I live in Pearland, Texas, which is a little suburb of Houston. Uh, We live just south. Um, and uh, I'm a husband. Uh, I'm married to a beautiful woman by the name of Alice, who is a chemical engineer in the petroleum field. We have two amazingly crazy children, uh, a six-year-old girl named Isabel and a two-year-old, almost three-year-old little boy named Alexander, which they are the apples of our eye by far. And, um, and what I do is I am a high school football coach and a Spanish teacher. And I've been doing this for about 10 years off and on. Um, teaching, coaching. I've taken a break here or there to be a stay-at-home dad. But uh, besides being a family man, besides um, besides coaching and teaching, my f- favorite passion in the entire world is, without a doubt, um, traveling. And uh, I grew up in a small town in Arkansas where we didn't really we didn't really go on trips very often. And a trip to us was, you know, an hour in any direction or two hours in any direction. So, um, you know, going to different states, um, you know, states that weren't close to ours or, or going out of the country was, was nothing that, that I grew up doing. Uh, about the only experiences that, that I can think of just right off the top of my head are uh, going to uh, Branson, Missouri, which is one of our common vacations. Uh, we had a lake house up there on Lake Tanicomo, and we'd go to Silver Dollar City and go shopping up the outlet malls and all that. And then we went to Disney World when I was eight years old, drove down there, um, so I got to see a few different states, you know, but again, I was so young, I don't even really remember them, um, and then the third time really was just uh, my family, we we grew up, uh, my family owned several car dealerships and decided to uh, branch out, and my dad was going to open up a Western uh, clothing and um, uh, Western clothing store and and uh riding equipment saddles all that um so we ended up going up to denver colorado to a big um big rodeo event but it was also a big trade show for all the different dealers that that uh that that make that type of merchandise so um so i've been wanting to do something with travel for a long time and i've thought about a blog and and uh, i thought about a podcast and and really podcast uh sort of hooked me in once I listened to my first one which my first one is uh is from Burt Kreischer my favorite comedian in the entire world uh better known as the machine 
If you've never heard of this guy, please go on iTunes and and download the Bertcast, B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T-E, or C-A-S-T. Bert Kreischer, for those of y'all that don't know him, this guy is maybe one of the greatest storytellers I've ever heard in my life. Um, He's the most well-known for his story where he gets the nickname The Machine, Uh, and this is where he is a foreign exchange student. Uh, or not a foreign exchange, he's a study abroad student, um, going to Russia. And this is Russia back in the heyday of uh, having the Russian mob. And so he has this story about how he does this uh, study abroad one summer of college uh, at Florida State, where he goes over there and he actually makes friends with the Russian mob and actually ends up robbing his own classmates on a train that they're taking in Russia. Um, I know this sounds over the top, but to give you a a little bit more information about him. This dude actually was the person that Van Wilder, the movie, is based off of. He was written up by Rolling Stone in the uh, mid-90s, uh, where he was written up as being the biggest party animal in the entire country. Um, and it was a full-length ad, uh, several pages. Uh, you can go on his podcast, and he even reads the article out loud, and he talks about it in several episodes to various friends. But... uh but his podcast is what got me hooked on it. You know, I love I love laughing, and so on my way to school and on my way home, I I you know put his podcast on my phone and listen to it through my truck and uh, and just be in a, a great mood no matter where I was going. So, and then from there, I was able to branch out and you know see that there's more than just comedy podcasts out there, and and um, you know and after thinking about it for a while and, and being urged by my friends and talking about it with my friends, I've I've uh, I figured out that you know doing a travel podcast may not be the the worst idea, and, and it may be a fun outlet for me to to talk about my experiences and, and hopefully help some of y'all out there with uh, with your travel needs and wants. So, um, so a little bit about me, travel base. Um, so the trip that really got me hooked on travel was when I was eighteen. I had a uh, teacher in school, and again, a small high school. I graduated with about sixty kids uh, overall. So, you know, everybody knew everybody, and we had a teacher, she was an English teacher named Mrs. Helms at the time, um, and I still keep track of her. Um, she lives in Colorado with her husband and kids, but uh, she offered these Europe trips through an educational travel company called EF, um, which, uh, you know, go figure, I, I actually ended up taking trips uh, with my own students at my various schools that I've worked at since then, but... Uh, but we ended up taking a trip through, um, actually it wasn't EF, my bad, it was passports. But we took a trip and we went through uh, Portugal, Spain, France, and England. Three weeks uh, in the summer of 2002 and it changed my life, it changed my outlook. Um, it changed my sense pretty much of the entire world. And, uh, and I can never sort of, you know, put into words just how important that trip was to my life. Uh, you know, going from just a, a little small town kid from Arkansas and uh, being able to go to these various countries that have, you know, more history in their small towns than, than our whole state and even our whole country does. So um, now the only thing sort of, you know, sketchier than going on your first big time trip, which I had never, ever been on a plane before. We'd always driven anywhere. Um, but... I'd never been on a plane, and so the night before we leave, the night before we leave, lo and behold, what comes on TV? 
Final Destination, the movie. All right, if you've never seen this movie, all right, it's all about a group of kids going on a school-related trip to Paris, and their plane explodes, and just the uh, sequences that unfold after that. Well, we didn't fly straight to Paris, but we did have a plane trip to Paris in our itinerary. So this comes on, and I immediately, you know, get a little get a little perturbed by it, but, um, you know, decided to go ahead with it. You know, I'd spent all this money, which, you know, I'm, I'm still amazed that my parents allowed me to go on this trip. Um, considering th- my dad had been out of the country, but I don't think my mom had really ever gone anywhere outside the U S but, uh, go get on this plane. We fly from Tulsa to Houston in Houston. We're about to get up in the air with our connection you know, everything's fine, but we get up in the air and then we find out that uh, about 15 minutes into the flight that we have an issue with uh, one of our engines. I, I believe we lost oil pressure or something along those lines. And, you know, here I am, my second flight, and we land back on the tarmac in Houston and there's ambulances and fire trucks, you know, which, of course, I didn't even know at the time was typical protocol. But uh, we land, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little miffed by the whole situation. Don't really know what to think about it. Um, and on top of that, we have to wait five to six hours before we're actually able to catch a next flight because not only was it, you know, a couple of kids from my school and my teacher, but we were, we'd met up in Houston with about 80 to 90 students and teachers from Arizona, which is where she grew up. Um, and so we're pretty much the entire flight and our next flight's going to Newark. So about five to six hours later, we get on the flight, we're on our way to Newark. Uh, we land, you know, it's like, it's, it's late. It's like one or two in the morning. Um, they hold the plane for us because again, we're all, but you know, maybe 10 people in the entire flight. Um, and that first transatlantic flight is, um, is a, a big change, you know, being in, in a plane for that long, you know, really opened my eyes and of all the flights, that's the one that sort of, you know, uh, was the weirdest to me that, and it was not the biggest, uh, transatlantic plane I, I'd been on, uh, um, throughout all my trips, it's probably the smallest one ever. So it was even more uncomfortable, but, uh, but we landed in Lisbon, Portugal, spent a few days there, you know, being able to see the, the red roof, uh, homes with the, you know, whitish walls and being able to walk around the city. And, uh, I know we went right outside of Lisbon to, to this famous castle that, uh, I cannot remember for the life of me. I just saw it in a slideshow of different travel places just the other day, but, uh, you know, being able to see their culture, which was, you know, very, very different from the cultures that we saw after that, um, was, was a, a lot of fun. Uh, from there, we ended up going on to Spain and, and Spain is, as is one of my, uh, favorite places to go. Uh, and this trip was, was the catalyst of, of just showing me how much fun it was, um, to visit the country, to eat the food, to meet the people, to walk around. It, it's maybe my favorite country in the world to just, Put a map in your back pocket, obviously, though, with iPhones and Androids. You don't really need that now. But, you know, just, just put, your, put your map in your pocket and just wander and try to get lost and see what you find. And, uh, um, but we meandered from Portugal. We, we went through uh, into Spain and just sort of meandered through the south of Spain. Um, went to places such as Sevilla and Malaga uh, we went to Cordoba um, and a few of the other places there on, in Andalusia. Um, and Sevilla, without a doubt, was probably my favorite city 
um, in that entire region with Malaga being a close second. You know, Sevilla just, when you thank Spain, it's, it's, it's everything you, you think Spain will be. You know, it's, it's um, that, that part of the country is the home of flamenco. You know, Sevilla is a massive flamenco music and dancing center. Um, and then being able to go, we also went to uh, Granada and were able to go to the, the uh, Alhambra, which that is one of the most beautiful palaces you'll ever see anywhere in the world. Uh, and again, a, a massive flamenco community there because of all the gypsies. Um, but spent, um, spent probably a, a week to 10 days in Spain overall. After we went through the south, we ended up going up into Madrid and, and used Madrid as a home base for a few days and went to the Prado Museum and uh, went to the Royal Palace and uh, even went outside the city and went to one of my favorite sites in Spain. It is the uh, Valley of the Fallen. It is a memorial uh, set up to all those who perished in the Spanish Civil War in the early 1930s. Uh, which is why you never really hear about Spain uh, when you learn about World War II in uh, history class because they had their um, socialist dictator who um, who won the won the Spanish Civil War, General Franco, and so because of that, you know, you never hear about World War II because he was sort of on good terms with uh, with Hitler and uh, had no reason to to be involved in the whole war and. and a lot of people even think that maybe he uh, he may have helped Hitler get out of the country had uh, had Hitler actually lived through the bombing, you know. Depending on what what conspiracy theory you uh, prescribe to, so. But um, but the Valley of Fallen is just absolutely beautiful cathedral, you know, sort of carved into the rock. General Franco is actually buried uh, at the altar there in the church and. Um, and has a massive hundred and I believe hundred and forty four foot cross on the top of the mountain directly above the altar, and then right behind the mountain there's actually a uh, a, a monastery, which is very very cool. It's the only part we didn't actually go through and and tour there in the Valley of the Fallen. So, uh, but again, spent about seventeen days in Spain. Um, I'd taken a couple years of of high school Spanish, so. Um, I was anxious to use the language and it was very, very, very fun. And I tried to use it whenever I could. And, and that sort of got me hooked, uh, uh, on when I got back, I decided to change my major. I had thought about international business. You know, I, I grew up in a family of businessmen and businesswomen, uh, but decided, you know, teaching was probably the avenue to go. And, um, so I was caught between, do I teach something I really loved like history or do I teach something that I know I can get employed with? And uh, and where I grew up, there was a massive amount of Hispanic speakers that had moved into the area in the ten years prior. And you know, seeing seeing cities and places that were previously you know ninety nine percent white and English speaking now coming to be seventy percent, sixty percent white. You know, and having all these Spanish speakers where you know high schools and elementaries and junior highs and uh, they were in dire, dire, dire need of Spanish speakers to help out. So. Um, so I decided to go that route and, and this trip to Spain was pretty much what pushed me over the edge on, on deciding to change my major and, uh, and to teach Spanish, um, as, as my content. But anyway, so we get to Madrid, you know, spend a few days there walking around, you know, the biggest city we'd gone to thus far on the trip. And this is where our, our plane ride to Paris comes in. So we, uh, we fly out of Madrid into Paris um, you know, and just when you think you've seen, you know, a massive city, you know, and Madrid's big, 
then you fly into Paris, and Paris is huge. I mean, it's got the Eiffel Tower and Napoleon's tomb and um, the Arc de Triomphe, uh, uh, the Military Museum. Um, you can go to the cemetery and see where Jim Morrison's buried. I mean, just anything and everything that you can think of, you know, Paris has. And, and uh, being able to walk around that and, and try its delicious food and, and uh, was was one of the more fun events on the entire trip. And, and this is actually where the students that we were with, you know, the 80 to 90 students in, uh, from Arizona, they actually switched. Some of them went home after Madrid and, and a, a new group came on, uh, in Paris to finish up the, the tail end, which was Paris and London. So, so we, we had a little bit of, of fresh life there in, in our trip. And, uh, and from there, we just kept going and, you know, toured throughout Paris and uh, went to a few places right around, uh, right around the capital. And then we were able to take the uh, tunnel, the train in between Paris and London, which was a trip. I'd never been on a high-speed train before either. You know, again, I'd, I'd not really traveled at all at any time, really. And so uh, London, get to London. I absolutely adore going to, to any British city. Um, you know, going to London, I always equate it to going and visiting a cousin that you've never met before, a long lost cousin. You know, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences. And so going to the first English speaking country outside of America is always an experience. You know, the different slang words, uh, you know, how the food's different and everything else was, was very, very fun. And so um, London, going on the London Eye and going on Jack the Ripper tour, which I've done a couple since then too, um, you know, was an absolute blast and, and, and going to Buckingham Palace and the Hard Rock and just seeing a lot of cool things. Um, and then from there we flew home. So it was, you know, three weeks, you know, four countries, uh, multiple cities, you know, just a trip that's going to take a small town boy and really open up his eyes to the world. And from there, I never stopped traveling. Um, you know, when I met my wife uh, in college, you know, we hit it off immediately, and and we both had this uh, this this want to travel. And so, once we got married, it seemed like every summer, you know, multiple times a year, we'd try to take a trip. Um, you know, she's a chemical engineer for for a uh, chemical and petroleum based company, and so you know, luckily her. Her career afforded us that opportunity too. So since then, me and her have been to, you know, 16, 17, 18 different countries throughout the world, mainly in Europe. Uh, we hit up the Caribbean quite a bit. Um, I've been to Central America. She is not. Uh, I was also able to go to, uh, to Africa, go to Morocco. Um, and a lot of it's either due to just me and her taking trips or the other thing that I've done is I've taken, uh, I've taken student trips at the various high schools that I've worked at, um, you know, my teacher took me on a trip via Passport's uh, travel company, and, and all my trips that I took, I took from uh, EF Tours, um, which is a great, great company, probably the best financial uh, feasible company to use, um, and they offer trips all over the world. I'm a massive fan of them. Uh, I just ended up getting a little bit burnt out on using whatever vacation I had on traveling for kids and not really traveling for what I wanted to travel. Um, you know, cause as fun as it is going to, you know, those same cities I just listed, you know, you can only go there so many times and go through the same sort of touristic, um, uh, 
sequence, you know, before it gets a little boring. So since then, I've stopped doing them, and, and now I purely travel for my own benefit and for my and for my own family's benefit. And we have some friends, the uh, the Yuhas, Eric and Denise. You know, you'll probably hear me talk about them quite a bit on, on this podcast because they are our they are our um, traveling buddies. Um, you know, we've gone to Disney World, we've gone to uh, Barcelona, we've gone to. Um, I've gone to Ireland with Eric. We've gone, I mean, just all over the U.S. So there's somebody that not only do we do we continue to travel with them and travel with them in the past, uh, we have future plans set up for for years and years. So, um, so from here on out, you know, I'm hoping to share with y'all, you know, over these next several episodes, my favorite destinations. Um, you know, I'll be talking not only favorite destinations to travel with a family, but also favorite destinations to travel on a guy's trip or a girl's trip or whatever else. And, uh, and hopefully give y'all some, some tips and some places that, that will intrigue y'all. And, you know, if you're a family that has never traveled before to get out there, you know, take a shot, you know, um, more and more of these kids are being connected globally through social media and the internet and, and, and their cell phones and, you know, and it's all fun sitting in that classroom and, you know, and learning about these things, but, it is a complete different thing to see a place or learn about a person of history in a textbook or on a PowerPoint than it is to actually go out there, you know, to be able to go to Rome and actually walk in the same spots that, you know, Roman citizens and gladiators and, and people of the Senate uh, were able to walk around, you know, or, um, you know, just nearby, go to the Vatican, you know, walk the same steps that popes and cardinals and and, and people throughout the Catholic Church in the history of the Catholic Church have walked um, is just very awe-inspiring and it can really change not only an adult and a parent's point of view but also your child's Um, and I think as kids are growing up and they're becoming attached to technology more and more and more you know I think there's a bigger need to even get them outside of their own uh, um, social interaction and out of their own ideas and 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 get them into you know situations that are going to feel comfortable and uncomfortable but are going to benefit them in the long run. So, so the next few episodes I'm be hitting up my favorite destinations. Um, and so episode two I'm going to hit up uh, Barcelona. This is one of the more recent family trips we've taken. Uh, we took this about two years ago. It was. Me, my wife, uh, our daughter Isabel, our son Alex was still a little bit too young to take on a trip. And then um, we went to the U-Haws and their daughter, Vonnie, and we were able to have a blast. We spent about 10 days there. And then me and my buddy Eric, we had a guy's trip that, that, we had, uh, that we'd planned for a long time. Um, and we're able to take that to, to Ireland. And so I'll piggyback off of episode two into episode three and uh, discuss more about Ireland. And I look forward to putting more of these out there for y'all and, and really uh, really being able to tell y'all my experiences and, and, and even tell y'all about where I want to go in the future because there's, there's still so many countries and cities out there and, and experiences that I really want to go out there and, uh, and, and see firsthand. So, But anyway, this is AJ Johnson. This has been Dad Travel, uh, and I look forward to talking to y'all in the future. So adios. Thank you.